and welcome to another episode of Mystical Wild Child's podcast channel, sharing stories, insights and adventures from your host, Kirsten van Us. Today, I'm interviewing my beautiful friend, Perry, a super talented musician and an incredible philosopher in my eyes. We can get caught up in the most intense and beautiful conversations where I walk away feeling like I was enlightened, enlightened by the conversation of a sage. We'll never exhaust our topics of conversation and so I'm inviting him to share with you his beautiful journey. Perry, welcome and thank you for taking the time to share your knowledge and insights. Thank you so much for having me. I'm grateful to be here. You are from Tennessee, USA and you've been in Kopangan for? About 16 months now. Okay, that's exactly the same amount of time that I've been here. We just realized we, we arrived in the same time frame. Um, so you always talk about the day you left LA. It seemed like that was a big turning point in your life. Um, what, prompt, what prompted this journey and what has it led you on? Hmm. Well, moving to Los Angeles was this, um, this dream that I had kind of built up for six years, six, seven years. Um, so I finished college studying music and then decided to, uh, um, and I was going to actually drop out of college with my two best friends and move to Los Angeles. And my, my dad was like, you know, let him do it. It was either drop out or study music. And my dad was like, we'll need the money to support you if you study music later in life. So we might as well just go ahead and, you know, drop out. Um, but my mom kind of convinced him otherwise. So I stayed in school okay. and then I moved to L.A. And so the big thing about L.A. was um, I think my biggest, uh, uh, I, was, I saw the disillusionment of it. So um, if I hadn't gone there, I think I always would have regretted it. But now that I went, I was able to see just how empty the people who are living the most glorified lifestyle in the world yes. are. And if I'd never gone and seen it for myself, I would have probably um, always, you know, I've always, I would have always wondered. Um, but, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to comment on that because yesterday, accidentally or coincidentally, I listened to Joe Rogan mm -hmm. and he said exactly the same thing. He was, actually the title was, I think, something like um, Working for Fame is Empty or something like that. And he was talking specifically about L.A., and the whole concept that people have built up around this this idea of being famous because it's so so big. Yeah, Jim Carrey said, "I wish everybody could become rich and famous, so they could see it's not the answer." Mm -hmm. And that was actually not a. Um, it didn't uh, hit me until maybe four months ago that everything I had been working for from music towards music was built upon the foundation of a desire for recognition mm. and for approval. Mm. And, you know, I left, I went there to pursue music and I kind of spent the whole time just avoiding pursuing music. I never really um, had the, the discipline or drive or, or, you know, really the passion. I'd lost the passion because I didn't realize I was pursuing it for the wrong reasons. So I wasn't doing it for expression and creativity and, um, and sharing and connection. I was doing it for recognition and approval. So it was, that was a big realization recently because I had to completely let go of music in order to detach myself from that superficial you know, yeah. desire. And only when I let go of it did it return to me in the organic form of love, you know, that wow. it began with. 
Beautiful. Yeah. Um, so that was a big thing. And also, you know, that thing that actually um, was a Kickstarter for moving was, uh, I don't know if we have time to go into all this, but it was the um, first time I did magic mushrooms with my dear friend. Yeah. And that was, um, that was the first time I realized the power of psychedelics to mm. completely detach you from your conditioned viewpoint and allow you to view things um, from a neutral, rational mind. Mm. Which people mm. who haven't taken psychedelics would say that's, that's a contradiction, that you can be rational and neutral mm. um, and grounded mm. while you're in an altered mindset, mm. a state of mind. But it's the exact opposite mm. if, if you do it with the right intentions, with the right mm. you know, amount and all. I agree. So you did that journey in LA and that prompted you to leave? Or? That was within an hour. I even made the joke to my friend and it was the girl who actually did, she had just come from Copenhagen um, and did the same oh, yoga retreat yeah. that I decided to go to. And I made the joke to her, I was like, wow, this is going to sound crazy to you, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to move to Thailand. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, Dutch shrooms once moves to Thailand. <laughs> but within an hour, within an hour, I made the decision. And not for a moment, not even a split second have I doubted it, yeah. ever. Now yeah. I sold, I first of all separated myself from everything I had, you know, all these idols I, and this dream that I had set up for myself, all my possessions I sold, like everything. I was compl and I was moving to the other side of the world, not for a moment have I second guessed it. So it was, it was the, the um, detachment from my conditioned state of mind that the psychedelics gave me that allowed me to see that there's another way to live life. Yes. A beautiful way to live life. Yes. And it's very real if I just make it happen. I love the way you, you just said that because I think that's exactly the reason and the way I've also been or going about my leaving Fintuk. Same reasons, same um, not doubting it for one minute one second just knowing and i think everybody was kind of everybody that you tell at that moment they're kind of like yeah you'll come back or um you you might but i don't think they expected us to be so thorough and definite with the well for me at least i think a lot of people would have expected me to be back by now yeah. and um being and be back and be like oh no actually I made a mistake and I'm going to start over which is not the case you know I might go back but with a completely different mindset and plan for life mm. which obviously Thailand has been a big step in this had I not done it yeah was there a psychedelic experience for you that instigated that not decision? not um straight before Thailand but I would say uh, my mo a turning point in my life was a psychedelic experience but it was a lot of uh, longer ago maybe when I was 24 25 and that was also a magic mushroom healing ceremony but that was a huge eye-opener for me and I think after that every decision I made was just um, I think with the subconscious goal to also one day leave my nest and, and travel abroad and just you know, be a lot more open-minded and, and expose yourself to a lot more international um, people and, and, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think a big thing that psychedelics do is they open the door to higher consciousness. Absolutely. And, I mean, that's kind of like a given if you've done it, but people don't, you can take Albert Einstein's quote where he says, 
you know, a problem cannot be solved by the same level of consciousness that created it. And so whenever you do psychedelics and you are introduced ah, to this higher consciousness, yes. then the problems in your life and these situations of, you know, unnecessary suffering you create for yourself. Yes. These are problems that are created by one state of consciousness. And you cannot solve a problem from that same state. You have to rise, raise. And raise. Yeah. Not, I mean, you can alter and state of mind can introduce you to higher states of consciousness yeah so if you yeah. want to step away from problems you know don't follow the same ruts that you've been in but look for a way to open a door to higher consciousness to come in exactly and i mean another way to open that door is through meditation Absolutely. it's just it takes it's, it takes longer and that's why they say um like psychedelics can be a shortcut to a lot of people and that's why it's also gotten a bad name in that sense because then people um, I think they don't actually do the work. They see the, the, the door opening and they think um, probably like that's going to just solve all their problems, but they don't actually realize that there's a journey and a process that needs to happen after that. But I mean, that's maybe a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just real quick, we've, yeah. we've mentioned the, the difference. I, you know, there's a comparison between psychedelics and meditation. Yeah. And I forgot where I read this, but Someone compared psychedelics to a feast, a banquet, where you're given mm. all this food and you are able to experience things and tastes and flavors and people, you know, that you've never experienced before. You mm. have all this nourishment and it's a beautiful experience. Mm. But can you have a banquet, a feast for every meal, mm. every day? Mm. No. Mm. So that's what meditation is. Meditation mm. is tilling the soil, mm. planting the seeds, mm. watering the seeds, mm. harvesting your crop. Mm. storing your crop, you know, cooking the food, learning to cook, and then sharing the surplus. So it's the whole process of farming and learning how to bring forth and create your own banquet. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes. So it's the long term. But but it's good to see what is out there. Yeah. It's good to be reminded that your conditioned mind is, in fact, limited. And conditioned, and that it's capable of so much more. Yeah. Wow, that is exciting. I know, I know. <laughs> Okay, so the question for me, for you, from me, is what place do you find yourself in currently? Because I feel like on a global scale, everybody is going through some sort of transition. So how would you describe your transition that was um, probably um, kick-started by COVID? I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, <laughs> kick-started by COVID, I would say... So many things kickstarted it. It's been it's been a long time coming. Um, essentially, I've been dealing with for you know four or five years dealing with um, yes very deep periods of depression um, and and different types of anxieties and kind of disorders and stuff. Um, and that to me is a reflection of of where the world is at. The global situation is people in a state of Pretty tremendous suffering, and it's not necessarily recognized because it's so common. It's so normal for everyone to be suffering, and everyone's a little well, quite lonely. Everyone is quite separated. Um, and so the world is in a state of pretty intense suffering. That's true. So I just want to say that it's, it's very... Um, I'm shocked sometimes by the... When people ask me, how are you? They kind of expect me to be um, telling them I'm... Or... or giving an answer that's that's uh, hinting to some sort of suffering yeah. and when i don't they they are surprised and i'm like why are you surprised 
We're not supposed to be suffering. <laughs> this is the funny thing. It's like, it's so normal. Yeah. It's so accepted. Yeah. But anyway. No, I remember working, you know, in bars or restaurants and, and that, especially in that culture, you know, if you ask someone how they're doing, the expected response, you're right, is like, well, you know, what shit's happening for you, you know? Yeah. Well, this is how, it's always a, a complaint and you don't add to that complaint. It, yeah. It, you know, it baffles them. Yeah. Not amuses, but yeah, baffles. And so it is a very normal situation. And that's why that was a big thing about LA was as soon as I left, I realized that I had been living under this, this suffocating weight of, of this collective consciousness of suffering, of empty comparison, of isolation and people not being authentic, people mm. identifying with things that have little to no value whatsoever or mm. even substance in mm. reality. Mm. And um, so this is the kind of the state that I, I was in. Um, and it led me to where I am now. Mm. And so that's, you know, so that I think is what is so important to understand is that the suffering is just the other side of, it's the, you know, the other side of the coin mm. from where people are, are headed. Mm. Um, and so, you know, Christianity, they have this term, they call it the royal road of the cross, mm -hmm. right? So it's this idea that suffering produces, um, uh, what's the word? you know, uh, enlightenment, essentially. Oh, yes. It, you have it, to go through suffering to become... Yeah, suffering mm. um, and and pain leads you towards uh, God. It mm. creates... Because mm. no... The person who is suffering what's, all the time, what's the one thing they want more than anything? Mm. Mm. Peace. Mm. They want God. Mm. A person who is content has no reason to change. Mm. And so it's the state of suffering that the world is in that's ultimately going to lead to... It's enlightenment, mm. um, it's evolution of consciousness. I think that the ego, the mind, evil, they say, is self-defeating. Evil, to me, being thing, anything that is uh, considered real that is not. Mm. And so, mm. the, um, so when you are fooled into believing this you know, illusion uh, of ego and separateness, then you're, you're ultimately believing in something that's not true. And that is going, it's self-defeating. The mind is, is going to, and the reason is because, you know, you can think of, essentially the mind is propagating and perpetuating uh, and expanding upon this foundation of a lie. Yeah. Nothing is yeah. separate. Yeah. And so it can only take it so far mm, mm. because eventually it's, it's going to expose itself mm. as fraud, as false, as not true. And... Um, and so it's kind of this funny, you know, paradox of like the mind, the ego is essentially a, an isolation machine, but it will, yeah, find itself out. We will be, you know, uh, see past it. But the, the, you know, the folly of mankind, someone said, is that each generation must relearn the wisdom of the past, the previous generation. So, but this is where technology is extremely valuable and important because the hi history has never been so clearly recorded yeah and so every generation is going to see so like you know visibly you know these the past uh you know generations wisdom and um and yeah as a whole. yeah i mean that is yeah i mean it's it's probably clearly recorded in one way but in another way i always wonder how much of it is is true <laughs> yeah but but wait wait let's get <laughs> so the transition you're going through I, oh yeah I, yeah so for me personally i think <clears throat> I'm, I'm stepping through um yeah identification with with the mind 
that's what I am working through with myself. And it's, you know, it's tricky because I'm also, I also feel called to be a piece, a moving piece in the world. So it's not like I, I don't feel called to go and sit on a mountain, you know, in, in isolation for 10 years. I, not that it would take that long, but I'm learning to um, activate the mind and, and use this personality that I am um, and then detach from it, mm. you know, kind of in every other breath. And there's a poet, Hafiz, he said, I am a hole in the flute of, I, I'm a hole in the flute through which the breath of Christ moves. Oh, wow. The breath of Christ being you know, consciousness and hear this beautiful music. So that is a very beautiful mm, metaphor yeah. for, for, be, for allowing yourself to be open to um, create music from above. How, do you, how, would you, how would you say that? That's from, exactly it. Okay. And I think a lot of, a lot of people who found their passion um, operate from the same um, mindset or from mindset, from the same place. I know, I mean, I know that, I mean, Ava talked to me yesterday and she was like, when I'm super exhausted and I, and I don't know how I've got the energy to do this yoga class, I started and then I teach, but I don't know where this is coming from. I don't even know where the next word is going to come from. And then it just, it just flows. And afterwards, and I, I had that same experience when I would massage, when I would do yoga, you're, and I know your, your music comes from that place as well. It's like you connect and it just flows. And that's what this metaphor refers to. Absolutely. And do you think it's possible to, to I mean, we we access these states in, in when we are in our element, but do you think it's um, possible to stay there? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> that's... <laughs> For sure. Okay. I'm still working on that. I, I think that... Uh, Creativity is what uh, yeah. is what brings it out. Yes. So that's what I think is the world is missing the most. Yes. People are not, they don't know uh, who they really are, so they can't really create because they never try to create. They say they can't. Yes. And people are just, uh, so that's the inauthenticity in, in part, is they don't really know who they are, but when you begin to create, you, it forces you into the present moment. Yeah. Even when you're thinking, you're thinking in the present. Yeah. And so you are, you're present. That's everything, because you're not living in the illusion of the mind, which exists as an imagination, imaginations of the future, memories of the past. Yeah. You're actually here and now, the only thing that really exists. And so creativity forces you into the present moment. Yeah. And then it also connects you to your higher self, to consciousness, to, it allows, it unblocks the flute to allow the, the breath to flow through. And so for me, that's what music is. It's when I stop thinking and stop judging and stop conceptualizing things and let let the uh, you know the let, let consciousness too. flow mm. through this vessel that it has created yeah which i have you know i i've learned music yeah but and so that helps my mind know what to do but it's yeah. not my mind that's doing it exactly yeah that's a be that's beautifully said it's not my mind that's doing it um but i do also you know, want to just draw attention to the fact that there's different kinds of creativity because everybody would now think, oh, I, but I can't draw. And it's like, okay, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not creativity. Okay, that is, but 
there's so many I mean living life is an art mm. that is being creative yeah. choosing what clothes you're gonna wear in the morning yeah. is creativity how you arrange your food on your plate how you arrange yes. your cooking a dinner a meal mm. deciding what direction to go to when you drive you know that it's like Yes, and to some level, the mind is needed to make um, calculated decisions, but there's a big majority of that that is also creative. And if you've just become aware of this of this creative process and maybe um, enjoy it a little bit more, then it's, it's, it'll take you on a slightly different um, perspective or path. I think. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank I you. Love it. How would you then say does music in in the bigger scheme of things affect our lives in general just listening to music because i know it's a different effect when you're actually a musician playing and taking part in either singing or, or playing an instrument but just listening to music what effect does it have on our lives well music is sound sound is vibration vibration is energy Energy is inherent in matter. We are matter and energy. So music is the most visceral, has the most visceral impact upon us, I think, out of all the arts. And emotions are energy in motion. And emotions are tied to thoughts. Thoughts are tied to emotions. But one is not in control. They both have an equal pull, push and pull. So... Music, I think, has a profound impact upon our emotions. And our emotions, have, I think, you know, one emotion can generate 10,000 thoughts. Mm -hmm. And so when we have these thoughts running around in our mind, I'm going to get to the music part, but when we, have, yeah. when we have thoughts running around in our mind, instead of trying to, you know, you know smash like a, you know, mole in a hole or whatever, smash each individual thought, you can, it's, it's much wiser and efficient to trace it back to the emotion that's causing it. Because the emotion is the source of that thought and 10,000 others. So, um, essentially, music, because it's so visceral and, and literally just vibrations and energy flowing through us, um, it can alter our emotions to a degree that few other things can. And I think that's extremely valuable and powerful. Um, you know, one of the most you know, most ancient healing arts was uh, was sound healing. Yeah, right? with the bowls. That's when you whoa. when you do it. You know, in the four thirty two frequency, right? That's that's even that's our natural. That's one of the sacred numbers. It's one of these like it has a profound impact upon our biology and makeup oh, and everything. So, um, for me, what I realized for a long time this just in the past year, I realized I've had this strong tendency to gravitate towards melancholic music mm -hmm. and even some of my songs it's something I, I must express because it's a piece of 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 life mm. is melancholy melancholy though is to me sorrow mixed with beauty mm. it's not just wallowing in sorrow it's seeing that sorrow only exists because there's beauty as well That's but beautiful. music i used to allow myself to be drawn down into this melancholic state that would then turn into, when it would last for too long, it would turn into sorrow. It would turn into self-pity. It would turn into these lower vibrating emotions that are part of life but shouldn't be lived in continuously. So now when I turn on my music, I'm very conscious of the state of mind that it's going to put me into. 
And I think that's what people need to begin to wake up to is your music can change your entire state of being and your entire state of being determines your entire reality uh, yeah. and determines your existence yeah. in this moment. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you broke it down to the, to the, so to the smallest particle and then into energy, because I mean, that is where, like you said, the emotion springs from, and then that from there, a whole chain of reactions is set into place that your whole existence is dependent upon. So, um, yeah, music has a much deeper impact than we realize and how we need to consciously choose what music we listen to and yeah. be aware of what impact does this music have in my life. And I, also, one, one thing I wanted to say was, um, I don't know if I read this somewhere, but a couple of years ago already I realized, someone told me maybe that music is the bridge from the seen to the unseen. It bridges these two worlds um, because it just, I think it brings you into the state of imagination and vis visualization. Maybe the same as when you read a story, but isn't music story. Maybe isn't any art form that bridge thing in a sense now that I think about it. Never thought about it that way. Yeah. I mean, well, music is many things, right? Because yeah. it can just be sound, but there can also, well, voice is sound, but there can be words. It can be just instrumentals yeah. or there can be words. But they can be story without words also. Absolutely. Mm. And so there's many different, music is just such a powerful medium. Mm. It's so diverse. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, so there's a lot you could, you could go yeah. into. And it's so healing. That's like you say, the sound is so healing. It depends on the frequency. Okay, that's a, maybe another yeah. topic again. Oh, that's a whole <laughs> master class. The, just the idea of being conscious, though, of what you play and the effect yeah. that it's going to have on you, that mindfulness yeah. is something you can apply to everything you do. Absolutely. What Absolutely. you eat. How you sleep when you wake up, all everything you do, the effect who it has you on talk you. to, because that's another words coming. And I mean, even I've realized just listening to people talk, they really dis they they carefully like without realizing what I think it's it's important to be careful of what words you choose because their vocabulary is so negative. Mm. And I mean, I don't blame them. It's the it's their environment, you know, society that they live in, everything, but. Um, just not not only choosing the right music, but like you said, all the other factors, and especially the people that you have conversations with. So thank you for having such a beautiful, high vibrational conversation with me. Right That's now. why I'm around you. You're the same. <laughs> so coming on to the topic of your philosophical resources, because you've been delving into a couple of things that you've. Um, mentioned like the Bhagavad Gita oh, right. and all of these um, resources so could you enlighten us from with a quote from one of them and if you have more than one that would also be great to hear what you've been studying and what knowledge or quotes have you or wisdom have you gained hmm. well I think um one of the most impactful books that I read, um, really just in this past year, it was, it was uh, A New Earth, Eckhart mm. Tolle. Um, I think um, Eckhart Tolle has a ability to um, break down very esoteric 
um, concepts into extremely pragmatic and understandable mm. um, <coughs> words and terms. Mm. Yeah. Um, one of my favorites, I can pull it up here, actually. One of my favorite things he says, I, I have a whole, I keep notes on everything I read that make, makes an impact on me. So I have kind of quotes from different, on different topics that he goes through. And this one's on forgiveness. And it's, I think, kind of encompasses everything else. <laughs> um, he says, through forgiveness, which essentially means recognizing the insubstantiality of the past, insubstantiality of the past, and allowing the present moment to be as it is. The miracle of transformation happens not only within, but without. A silent space of intense presence arises both within and around you. Whoever and whatever enters that field of consciousness around you will be affected by it. Mm. And so forgiveness is like setting a prisoner free and then realizing the prisoner was you. I believe that the true, true forgiveness is, um, it's not for the other person. Yeah. It's, it's, for, it's, it's for you. Absolutely. And it's, it's the process of being present and not identifying with the hurt, with the pain, with the idea of I am a victim, I have been harmed and wronged. It's letting go of that. And when you learn to really do that, to really forgive, then it, it opens this floodgate. And you begin to stop identifying with all the things that make you a victim in life. And you start, you forgive the world, essentially. Because a lot of people kind of have this, you know, this, they hold this grudge against life. Mm. It's like life is cruel. Like, I had this conversation mm. with this guy the other day. And he was just like, nature's evil. You know, Nature. Mother, he said, mother nature's <laughs> evil. Oh, yeah. And I was like, he was like, yeah. I mean, you look at, he was talking about like, you know, apes like ripping each other's arms oh, off. Yeah. And, stuff. and I was like, okay, but, you know, that's, that's only evil because apes are so, you know, an ape and her mother are such a beautiful, you know, uh, creation. They're, it's only evil because of this beauty. If that's all that existed, that would just be all that existed. It, it wouldn't be evil. It needs the destruction for the construction to happen, for the evolution. It, it's, it's the, yeah. It's the other side of the same coin. Yeah. It's not evil and it's not good. It's yeah. just, there's just what is. Yeah. You know, and things might be pleasant or unpleasant. That doesn't make them good or bad. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, there's so many things you could say with that. So essentially, forgiveness is, I think, and, you know, I, I guess this was Jesus's primary teaching was forgiveness. Yeah. Right. Um, so. Yeah. I, and so the, I guess the, uh, that's the main kind of thing I, I'm thinking of right now. Yeah, I think I wanted to just say that when you were talking about forgiveness is an inside job basically mm. um, I realized that to a big degree that every thought we hold around someone else or mm, on someone else every thought that when we think of someone every all the thoughts around that person we have the ability to change whether and and if you have a grudge towards someone I realized, I mean, just me releasing that grudge changes the way I see that person. That, like, my this whole construct that I've built up in my mind of this person has wronged me. If that falls away, I see this person in a different light and I see their beauty coming through. And that, that doesn't even mean I needed to physically see that person or even speak to that person for this to happen. 
And that is, that is like a profound, that was a breakthrough for me when I changed every single person in my life and the way I see them. Um, and that op- that freed my heart and it freed my my soul mm. like in such a such a large degree. And then when I would actually have an interaction with that person, I would treat them differently and they would treat me differently without me even telling them that listen, I for- I forgave you. I didn't even need to, to do that. Right. That's that's unnecessary. Yeah. Um, and I just saw this this change take place. And my mom, I had a conversation with my mom last night, and she asked me, um, "Are you good? Are you good with him now?" And I'm like, "Of course. There's no one in my life that I'm not good with anymore. I'm good with everybody. Whether they're good with me or not is their problem. Absolutely. <laughs> but I'm good with everybody. I don't have one single person in my life that I'm like have a funny vibe with. So I love that." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah thanks for bringing up that mm. um <laughs> yes yes i wanted i wanted to i skipped a, a question i wanted to ask you about your your music you study jazz and you play the guitar and you sing um so before i ask you my question what other do you do other, other instruments I actually don't i know. play piano okay um i mean a little drums and, and some production oh beautiful yeah. And so what is your message that you want to convey with your music? Because I love your music and I'm going to play mm. one of my favorite ones again at the end of this podcast. I think oh. I'm so excited for the podcast because of the songs that I oh. get to play at the end. <laughs> and I'm like, yay, Barry's song is coming again. So, okay. I'm so grateful. You're the first person. You're the reason I'm on Spotify. <laughs> oh, wow. I have two songs on Spotify from you. Whoa. Um, music to me, art in general, but music is my medium of art. Um, my friend opened my eyes to this a while ago. Uh, the transcendentals. There's three transcendentals. There's um, truth, beauty, and goodness. They go mm-hmm. back to Greek philosophy and you know, Plato and whatnot. Um, truth corresponding to uh, logos or logic and science. Um, beauty corresponding to aesthetics or art. And then um, goodness corresponding to ethos or ethics. And so, or religion, in a sense. So, all of these are like different aspects of the human experience. And, but they're, they're, they all come from, they all point to the same source, right? So, and that's why there's different paths in, in yoga, right? There's the yeah. bhakti, devotion. There's karma, which is selfless action, selfless service. There's um, yana, which is intellect. There's kriya, which is energy, right? So, there's different paths to to God, you know, to, to awakening. And to me, um, music <clears throat> is a, is a opportunity, a vessel through which I can express all three. I can speak to someone like I am with you now and convey truth, logos, logic. I can you know, use science and, and speak to this part of this person. Um, I can, you know, you can, I can create instrumental music and really, affect someone or just sound healing right is this beautiful experience and or art that really moves you but has no words it, it can show you god through beauty um through aesthetics and um through art and then there is um you know there's ethos and so this is uh, uh the goodness right so essentially my my idea and goal for art and my music is to convey all three 
Oh, beautiful. So you can, art, music, I think, is a language that bypasses the mind, yet the mind still soaks up everything that's, it's, that it, can, that it uh, holds. And so I can speak to someone's mind, but kind of bypass it and go straight to someone's heart. And so my wow. desire is to, to convey these transcendentals, kind of combine these three paths to ultimate understanding through music. Yeah. And just planting little seeds. Yeah. No one can just snap their fingers and make someone awaken. I mean, I guess that can happen, but that's also just as much on the person who awakens as it is the person who is the catalyst for the change. But for me, I think uh, I just, I want to plant little seeds where I can and be whatever light that I can be conveying truth, beauty, and goodness through my music. That's beautiful. <laughs> cool. Um, oh, and then I added a little question here I don't know if you... <laughs> uh, it's called your your course that you are putting together I just want okay so the the name mm. of the course is the subtle master the subtle master and you just I, I, I you if you could just give us a glimpse of um, what are you looking to put together um, it it doesn't need to be complicated. Just a one sentence is also fine. Like, what is what is the intention behind this course? Yeah. Well, ultimately, so the subtle master is, it's, I think I heard it from Sadhguru. He said, um, <laughs> there's only a subtle difference between an enlightened sage and an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and there's this old Zen saying of before enlightenment, chop wood, gather water. Yeah. And then after enlightenment... Chop, chop wood, gather water. water. You know, I nothing much that. changes, yeah. but everything <laughs> changes. Yeah. <laughs> and this is what I realized, you know, when I would watch sunrises. For, there was like three, four months straight every morning I watched the sunrise. And I would be there in darkness, right? And in, in this garden. And and I couldn't see the plants. It was just all dark and blue and gray. And, you know. and then the sun rises. And nothing changed, but everything changed. Wow. And it was just the light that came through. Nothing changed. The trees were still there. The waves were still there. Yet they turned emerald. The, the, the flowers were just piercing red, right? Everything changed. So to me, living life is not, you know, awakening is not this, uh, you're not just going to start floating around. Yeah. You're just going to step and every step will be the most meaningful step of your life. There's no more important step than the one you're taking right now. Life is not a journey. Life is a dance. The point of a dance is not to finish it. It's to enjoy it. Yeah. Same with music. Same with life. So I want to teach people that subtle difference. Um, and ultimately it comes down to, uh, this probably exists somewhere. I just kind of called it uh, conditioned mindset therapy. Mm. I believe our minds have been, con our minds have been mm. conditioned. Mm. And um, there's a way you can release that condition decondition yeah it's not programming you it's deprogramming you yeah and so it's not so much as what you there's no journey to where you already are mm. there's nothing you need to find in fact seeking something that you already possess is in effect pushing it further away mm. and so ultimately it's not finding something it's just releasing something mm. it's it's taking off the mm. robes and mask of the ego and seeing oh mm. here i am mm. so Conditioned mindset therapy, the subtle mm. master. That's super powerful. Thank you. 
Thank you. I don't, I don't even want to comment. I'm just digesting. But I, I, mean, I mean, I get exactly what you're saying. I'm just like, wow, this is, this is really powerful. I um, hope it does have an impact on people. Because it's, but it, it, it's what you've been going through. It's everything from my own experience. Mm. And that's the beauty that mm. you see is that everything you've gone through is to help you help others. Mm. Yeah, that's... That's all it is. It's I, not to help you help yourself. No. It's to help you help others. I agree. I agree. I feel like the tip of the of the scale, the um, the uh, hierarchy. Uh, not that I want to put anything in above anything else, but it, we are going somewhere. If you there's an evolution, of course. Yeah, the universe is a process. Evolve, yeah. yeah. Um, is to serve. Is to serve. It's it's. I mean, that's like you said. But what Jesus is mission, not mission, but his life was dedicated to just. Everybody, everybody around him. Same with Buddha. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was about other people. It was never about them. Well, because there is no man. Yeah. Buddha means man, no. Ah, it means no man. Yes. When Jesus spoke, he wasn't speaking as Jesus. He was speaking as Christ, as the consciousness. Yeah. So there was no... How can you be selfish when there is no you? Yeah, yeah. As in the, the ego, the personality, the, yeah. the physical you is just an instrument. Yeah. And... When it's completely free to play its beautiful music, it's just to share, just to give to others. It's not to hold. If you hold the wind within yourself, no music comes out. Yeah. Yeah. That's why we need to just open and let go so the light can come through. Yeah. I agree. Beautiful. Thank you for leaving us with that beautiful quote on that note. Mm -hmm. So thank you for your time. And I'm, I would appreciate you doing this again with me sometime because you are in the process of also producing more songs or, yes. or you said it's already written, but you're just recording. Yeah, I've got everything written. It's just recording and producing now. And you are looking to um, bring out a little album? Yep. Hopefully by the end of this year, earlier if I can, but I'm in no rush. When okay. it comes out, it's meant to come out. On what platforms can we find your music now already? It's just on, on SoundCloud at the moment. These are just acoustic, uh, just me and my guitar, as raw and intimate and genuine and authentic as I can be. Um, the produced versions will be a whole different flavor. Oh, wow. And I'm excited to share that other side of me. The, I have an R&B fascination. Oh, really? Oh. Yes, and, but still have my acoustic elements and, yeah. and pop kind of into it so it's going to be I'm very excited I don't even know what's going to be produced but every time I sit down new things come out and I'm very excited about that so right now on SoundCloud Perry Idol it's just um just just me and my the 10 songs I wrote this past year okay thank you thank you Perry Idol I'm gonna put the link in on the Instagram description. same yeah Instagram also Instagram um, so please follow Perry on Instagram or, or SoundCloud for some updates or just to listen on to the beautiful music that he's created so far. And thank you for listening in. I'm going to play one of his songs. It's my favorite one called Lovable. Mm, yeah. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you. Staring at a photograph of a frozen laugh in a bubble bath And only three and 
Still so free, no worries didn't make believe in them yet. Yet. Scattered lines and strange designs, no reasons why, only raw desire to be just creating. No suffocating weight of fate to slowly break me down, down. So lovable, how could I not see? Since adolescence, been ignoring lessons Still, it doesn't lessen the basic essence of what it meant to be So, so innocent and see no other possibility of what reality was Or what it wasn't So Pieces of me. 